0: You are listening
1: to Red Carpet Rendezvous with your host,
0: Lauren Conlon. Hey, guys, and welcome to Red Carpet Rendezvous. I'm your host, Lauren Conlon. So, it's officially summer, which I'm really happy about, even though it doesn't exactly feel like it, but whatever, it is. Um, And I'm still here bringing you guys interviews via Zoom until things get back to um, quote-unquote normal, whatever that is going to be. Um, But anyway, it's cool because finally some new films are starting to get released again, uh on demand which is exciting because I was on a dry spell for a while I just pretty much watched everything that came out um but I just watched The King of Staten Island starring Pete Davidson which he also wrote and you know I surprisingly enjoyed that and I would really recommend it to everybody um it's a good watch and and it, you know it's it's not super long so Um, and then Spike Lee's new film that was released on Netflix called *The Five Bloods. Um, wow. That movie was amazing to me. Super violent, but also so, so good. And, um, you know, it's about two and a half hours long, a little bit on the longer side. And to me, it kind of gets good like 35 minutes in. So just stick with it. Don't be getting up to pee or get snacks or anything. Um... Well, actually, I guess you could do that. You just pause it. But anyway, just don't get bored. Just stick with it. <laughs> but anyway, it's about these four Vietnam vets that Returned to Vietnam decades later to get something that they forgot. And um, the flashback scenes are really cool because they are played with the same actors. They don't have, like, you know, younger versions of themselves. Spike Lee just kind of changes the camera lens or filter. Um, So it's really cool. But anyway, I spoke to actor Paul Walter Hauser, who most of you may know was playing the title role of Richard Jewell in the film Richard Jewell. Um, But he also, Has a role in DeFive Bloods, which obviously it's smaller um, because, you know, coming from a movie where you play Richard Jewell, the title role, I guess anything's going to be smaller, right? But um, no, his role in DeFive Bloods is small but important. And he actually filmed the Spike Lee movie before Richard Jewell, even though, um, you know, it was released over a year later. I thought that was very interesting. But he is a total sweetheart, as you would imagine. And he's just great. He's had a great year, a busy year. And I was happy that he won Breakthrough Actor for Richard Jewell at the National Board Review because it was so well-deserved. I was surprised he didn't get nominated for um, Best Oscar. I really, really was. But, but yeah. Oh, and he also got engaged last week to his girlfriend. Um, I was happy to hear that because they're so cute on Instagram. I kind of creep on them. Um, and I'm totally like shameless about it, but yeah, congrats to them. And okay. So enjoy my interview or my zoom conversation with Paul. I don't really know what to call it these days, but he's fabulous. And I know you guys, well, how will are enjoy you doing?
1: It. Where are you? I'm currently in the basement of my brother-in-law's house. Okay, me and my girlfriend were just visiting uh, family in Michigan for a while, and yeah, just kind of like taking a break from all the crazy and and you know getting out of Dodge while I can, and and pretty soon gotta head back for another move, another movie. So, uh,
0: oh nice, so you, it's been a nice you're, reprieve. You're from Michigan, so you just kind of like to lay low there when you have time.
1: Yeah, when I can, and and she's from uh, my girlfriend is from. Uh, Georgia. So we're going to go down and see her family. after.
0: Oh, that. that's so nice. I'm kind of obsessed with you guys. You guys are really cute. Um, I follow you on Instagram. I think I follow her too, just because of you. <laughs> um,
1: incredible! You should definitely, she's worth following. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, she, she seems amazing. Like I said, you guys are, you're so cute together. Um, my husband's actually from Michigan. So. Oh,
1: cool. Yeah. I'm yeah. from Saginaw. That's where I am now. Oh, cool. He's from Ann Arbor. Okay. Ann Arbor is adorable.
0: Yeah. I mean. I'm not like, yeah, I'm not a huge college town person, I guess. I mean, the like the downtown area is super cute, but um, I like the city. I'm more of like a city person. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> but um, yeah, LA is crazy right now. So it's probably good that you got out. Um, but what do you think of 2020 so far?
1: It's been, it's like it's both bizarre and shocking. And it's also a culmination of things that, seemingly need to happen whether it's reform for our you know the way we um police our neighborhoods to the reform in how we treat an epidemic and the fact that we weren't super prepared we didn't even have masks and gloves and stuff like it's it's just it it has exposed our weaknesses in a very necessary fashion albeit difficult
0: yeah you know? Right, right, totally, totally. I, um, I for one was was not expecting this to happen. <laughs> when I look back, the Oscars, I feel like the Oscars were like three years ago. I don't know about you. Oh, I know
1: <laughs> everything seems forever ago. It's yeah, really yeah, forever yeah. ago. So, yeah.
0: I mean, I thought speaking of the Oscars, I thought you, um, were gypped and Adam Sandler was gypped. I was pretty pissed about that. Thanks. Uh, yeah, yeah. So you're I,
1: thought the, I thought the Sandman was amazing. In yeah, um, you
0: guys. You both were. You both had uh, top performances, in my opinion. I, like, I'm totally a Brad and Leo fan, don't get me wrong. I just have this thing where I feel like they play themselves a lot, so it's not that hard. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to say anything. I'll let you just be, I'll do, yeah. I'll do the talking there. <laughs> yeah. But that's why I was like, you know, I feel like these characters that you and Adam played, like they're, they're out there. Those characters are out there. And like Richard, he's a real person, Richard Jewell. So that's even tougher to try to embody somebody that's real,
1: right? It is and it isn't. It's funny. That kind of comes up a lot because I've, I've played real people in Itania, Richard Jewell. Right. And now even, even, even Black Klansman, I'm kind of an amalgam of a couple real people in that area at that time. but. Right, But, you know, when you have something to base off of, base the performance yeah. off of, it can be super helpful.
0: Yeah, okay. All right.
1: Yeah. That's it's Kind of like the homework is dictated rather than, you know, playing Richard Jewell as homework, stepping onto the set of Cobra Kai and doing comedy, that's like recess. Yeah, um, okay. And recess is fun, but it also, you kind of have to make up your own rules rather than have the guidelines of plot and circumstance and, and specificity that you see from watching a two, three minute clip of the real Richard Jewell, you know?
0: I mean, did you, I don't know how long it took to film Richard Jewell, uh, how long did it take?
1: Like, seven weeks, summer of uh, 2019 in Atlanta, Georgia.
0: Oh, wow, so for those seven weeks, did you, did you feel almost just in this bubble where you were kind of down? I always like to ask actors, like, do you get out of character, or you just, do you try to stay in character the whole time?
1: I I really I broke character between scenes and really stay you know kept it real as ninety five percent of the time uh, unless it's a scene that's super delicate you know there's a scene in Richard Jewell toward the end where I'm getting emotional when I when I see yeah, I'm exonerated I get emotional in a diner with Sam Rockwell yeah uh, that day was super tough I, I was listening to the score from the movie Rudy and just like thinking about family and thinking about redemption and thinking about pain. And I couldn't really be talked to or really, you know, handled for about four or five hours. But I would say, you know, that's more unique. The reality was most days, the moment they all cut, I'm cracking jokes at craft service with the crew and meeting people who are visiting set and I'm checking Twitter and, you know, like, yeah, I, I try to divorce myself between takes because I just unless you really need to stay in character it's not like it's fun to stay in character. I was about
0: to say it's probably healthier to do that but one of the scenes um, in Richard Jewell that just broke me was when they're searching his house and you or he was just like, listen, do you think I'm stupid? Like, I know that they don't think I'm like a real cop. You know what I mean? That like broke me. I was like, oh my gosh. It's just because everyone's treating him like he's some second-class citizen. He doesn't get it. And he's like, I do get it. I completely get it. You guys don't, you don't think I do? We
1: we, improv- we improvise that whole scene, Sam and I. The, the scripted version was was good, but it had gone through different rewrites and we weren't sure which version. Mm. was the way to go. So on the day, it's so weird that people bring that scene up all the time because I hated doing that scene.
0: Oh, I
1: okay. stormed off set in between takes mad at myself because I thought I was blowing it because there were two versions of the scene. We kind of did both versions. I got okay. lost, didn't know where I was. Sam and Clint told me they're like, you know, maybe you should be lost just like the character right now. Maybe it's oh. not a bad thing. And so we ended up just doing a take where we made up the dialogue. And I said, they call me Pillsbury Doughboy and Blimp and all these things. And I, I improvised the cookie grab. And then Sam improvised that thing of, you, you eat a cookie, I'm going to shove it up your ass, you know, that whole thing.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. I told the camera operator, I said, we only have one of these cookie jars. So on the last take, I'm going to break that thing. So I want you to tilt down and catch it when I go to the cookie jar. And sure enough, that's the take they used, you know what I mean? So oh, it's, wow. weird. it's weird that people like or responded to that scene because it was yeah. really tricky to find it. And I really think our editor, Joel Cox, is, is uh, I, I owe that guy a, a steak dinner for making me look good on screen, you know what I mean?
0: Oh, I don't think you needed that much help, but yeah, Joel. Uh, Joel's listening. Uh, <laughs> steak dinner on
1: ball. Man, he's <laughs> as an actor you know some of the stuff you do doesn't always work so when you watch it and you believe it works it's like oh thank god they found found the stuff that works
0: so did i and i again i don't really know i guess how this all works so just forgive me but does clint or like the the writers do they not care when you improvise like that or do they kind of want like a heads up or how does that work
1: i never know i i did a show called kingdom which uh which they just announced, the show I did, Kingdom, I did 25 out of 40 episodes. Okay. It's going to Netflix on July 1st.
0: Is that what you posted on Instagram with Nick Jonas today? Oh, yeah, I saw that. I was going to ask you about that, but yes, let's let's talk about that.
1: I bring that up only because, you know, that show was the first time I was given creative, you know, latitude, longitude, if you will, where... I could do whatever I wanted but but I showed up on the first day of shooting Kingdom I only had like five or six lines but I improvised in every single episode and it Uh wasn't to try to steal the spotlight it was I was just trying to be additive in small ways so I learned early on as far back as six years ago I'd rather ask forgiveness than permission when it comes to interpretation and and being sort of an actor slash writer with the dialogue so I know Robert Downey Jr. is like that. I think Vince Vaughn is like that. A lot of guys who cross over with comedy and drama do that. So I, okay. I've i been sort of allowed to do it, and people have been super cool about it, yeah. Yeah,
0: has anyone not been cool? You don't have to tell me who, but... Oh, yeah, some is.
1: people have. Oh. You know who it is? It's never the really famous, renowned people. Yeah. It's always the middle-of-the-road folks who are suffering from some delusions of grandeur, probably, and they they're cool. dying for control, and... And they don't want to be collaborative usually. Yeah. Yeah,
0: Or I was thinking theater also must be a little different where they're like, no, you can't really. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs)
1: That's different. You don't want to improvise in uh, Much Ado About Nothing. Right, right,
0: right. Exactly. So did you film um, Defy Bloods before you filmed Richard Jewell? Or was that I
1: I did. So my 2019 looked like uh, I went to Sundance. I did Five Bloods. I did Richard Jewell. In the middle, between Five Bloods and Richard Jewell, I did a couple days on Silk Road okay. with uh, Jason Clark and Nick Robinson. And then in the fall for three and a half months, I was in London doing Cruella. Oh, and, then, cool. and then I immediately did press for Richard Jewell and then the holidays hit. So it was, it was yeah. crazy. Yeah. Okay.
0: So maybe you needed this quarantine time for yourself to just I like become
1: Honestly, yeah. I probably did. I also needed to be I needed to be a little humbled too. I think last year felt like a lot of momentum and I was feeling a little good and I was feeling a little puffy. And this is a really good reminder that uh, this business and life in general is pretty frail and you should just stay motivated by, uh, motivated by, you know, you know, uh, grace and, and gratefulness rather than the pursuit and obsession of, trying to work with Damien Chazelle and trying to win an Oscar yeah. and trying to, you know.
0: But I think you're allowed to enjoy yourself and be happy with what you've done and what you've accomplished, yeah. or else why are you, you know, why are you doing it? So don't be, I don't know, I always, that's always tough. You can't be too hard on yourself, you know. But, I mean, you got to work with Spike Lee and Clint Eastwood in basically the same year. That's incredible. It's
1: crazy. Yeah, it's going to be hard to beat. I don't know if I'm <laughs>
0: I was thinking you have to work with Quentin Tarantino on something because I love him and he's like for me like the top three like Clint Spike Quentin you know
1: right I, I really really like I mean I, I mean I would also put you know the Coen Brothers up there you know yeah there are some of their films like Hail Caesar that don't connect with me but. You know, yes. then I see a movie like A Serious Man, and it's like one of my favorite movies of so all. So
0: good, I love that movie. And I mean, yeah. also, I mean, the Safty brothers too. They are clearly very talented. Um, yeah.
1: Safty's Jordan Peele would be a joy to work with. He's a buddy yeah. of mine back in the day. Uh, Catherine Bigelow, I'd love to step into her okay sort of dark serious world of of high stakes. You know, yeah. high stakes cubicles, as yeah. as it were. Like I feel like she'll go into a workplace, but it's the most stressful workplace imaginable. Yeah. I, like I like that stuff. I want to do something like that.
0: Um, I also was thinking about Marty Scorsese, because who knows, you know, how long he's going to direct for, so you might want to get in there. Um, but just, <laughs> that was good, yeah. Um, so Defy Bloods, I it, it mean, that movie was really, really amazing, and For me, it started to get really good when your character kind of came into the scene with the two other people that he was with. And that one scene, when you guys are in the woods, I don't want to give too much away if people listening haven't seen it. If you haven't seen *Defy Bloods, you absolutely have to. Um, But that scene was insane. I mean, when you read the script, did it just jump off the page to you?
1: (laughs) I mean, when I read the script, it was very much like, I said a couple things to Spike. One of the first... things I said to him I said whoever is playing the role of Paul is going to be nominated for an Academy Award if they want to they just have to bring it yeah and I said uh you know it kind of felt like there was some Tarantino in it too which Spike would hate to hear that because a Spike Lee movie is a Spike Lee movie but I just mean like there does have like a bombastic loud violent sort of chaotic nature with comedy interspersed Mm -hmm. and both Quentin and Spike do that so well so I think you know it was just it was one of those scripts that you I read it twice in a row you know I had I couldn't put it down because I just wanted to take it all in and then when you watch the movie it almost begs a repeat viewing because there's so much to absorb in two and a half hours, you know? Yeah.
0: The writing, the writing is amazing. And I've always, this is random, but I've always been a Norm Lewis fan as a theater fan. I don't know if you've heard him oh, sing. Yeah. He's a, he's incredible. So his voice, I I love watching him act as well, just because I think he's, you know, just so good at everything. So I was a little sad about Norm. Sorry, everybody. Yeah.
1: <laughs> that, yeah. It doesn't end well for Norm.
0: No, it doesn't end well for Norm. <laughs> nope. No, but you had um, posted something on your Instagram just about the scene with Delroy in the woods and how you guys, again, going back to improvising, that the, when he slaps you in the face, that was completely improvised.
1: Yeah, I think he, because he comes from the theater background, Delroy, he was really classically trained, like a lot of the greats. And uh, he definitely approached me and asked if it was okay. He didn't just off and hit me. <laughs> But I'm of the, where he comes from the classroom, I sort of come from like the scrappy DIY of acting and filmmaking where I did not go to school to act. So okay. he's like, I'm going to hit you. And I'm like, all right, you better actually do it. Yeah. And, then, you know, he did one take and it was okay. And he checked on me immediately and was like, you okay? And I'm like, yeah, dude, you can hit me harder than that. Second <laughs> take, it's about the same. Yeah. And I walked up to him because, you know, he's in his 60s and he's doing take after take where he's yeah. super intense. So I see him bent over with his hands on his knees and I very cautiously walk up to him and he kind of gives me a look like, Hey, what's up, man? And I just go, Hey, uh, you got to hit me harder. You got to actually do it, man. And I kind of yeah. put it on him like, like a bro and was like, bro, you got to hit me. And he's like, all right, all right. And I go, I don't have a boundary line. You break my nose. I'm cool with it. You just do it. All right. <laughs> oh my God. So I told him that, And then the next take is the one you see in the film where he actually, whacked me and then I think he improvised some line and shouted in my face but yeah you invoking other actors not to the degree that they're uncomfortable or in pain Mm -hmm. but I also think especially with men doing scenes with other men it's like I want you to go for it if you're gonna if we're gonna do a fight scene like let's scrap a little bit let's make it memorable if you if you hurt your knee for a week or you got a scar on your chin it's like isn't that worth it? Move the, the celluloids forever. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah,
0: I've heard different things about that. I actually recently heard uh, Lee Schreiber is not about that life. He's the, I, I heard from another actor that I won't name that he kind of grabbed him a little bit and he was like, bro, that's too hard. And and the actor was like, that wasn't oh, hard but, at all. I mean, but, yeah,
1: that's okay to say too. I mean, it's always good yeah. to give yeah. your boundaries or your, your rules. And that, I would never go against that grain. I just sure. mean... I you know, Sebastian Stan and I slapped the crap out of each other yeah. in in takes of Itania that wasn't even used. Yeah. Oh wow. But there was a moment where he got kind of he got kind of grabby with my throat and it was a little harder than I was comfortable with. Oh my god. Yeah. So yeah. So the next take, I slapped Sebastian pretty good, like a not like a bam, but like a Okay. You know, And he gave me a look when they yelled, cut, like, I'm going to kill you. Like, he didn't, like, he gave me a look like, who do you think you are touching my beautiful face? Wait, I'm so so All of this is to say, yeah, that scene is one of my favorite scenes I've ever done. Mm. But the only reason it's as good as it was is because we were so committed and actually kind of ready to kill each other.
0: That's really
1: funny. And I, I think in moments like that, it's useful. The bad version is... Causing a rift on set, not telling someone or communicating your intentions sure. you often go to their trailer and you lose two hours I mean yeah I yeah, yeah, never yeah. Do
0: that, yeah yeah yeah, yeah, that's so funny, that's so, so funny, I guess I was just thinking about um the improv improv wow improvisation aspect of everything you were talking about, and then that scene popped into my head because that was another scene in the movie that I really really liked, so yeah. When you're working with Clint Eastwood and Spike Lee, I'm sure they have very different directing styles. How do you compare the two, the two men?
1: People tend to think that Spike and Clint are so different uh, from a political ideology or from the mm-hmm. fact that one of them is, uh, you know, sort of got a different perspective on white privilege than the other or something. The reality is they're so similar. Oh, wow. They both have a great sense of humor they both allow themselves to be self-deprecating or have a laugh. They're collaborative, they're confident, they know what they want, but they don't belabor the point to the degree that you think you have to hit a target that's microscopic. They really allow you to explore. Yeah. And both both men were generous in, you know, taking taking me and the rest of the cast to dinner and hosting a dinner. Really? Allowing that's me to so improvise great. and do whatever I wanted on set. You know, they really the, they're they're good they're good quiet leaders and creative you know storytelling geniuses and yeah and they're so much more alike than different i would say the only thing that's different is that clint is more soft-spoken and spike is a little more bombastic and, and loud that's about it
0: interesting oh i wasn't expecting that i don't know why i think because their movies are so different i just think of them as being completely different, but that's really cool to hear. So what was Kathy Bates like to work with? I always wonder about her, because I love her, and she seems totally incredible.
1: She's who you hope she is. I've gotten to work okay. with, I think, you know, I'm only 33 years old, so God willing, knock on wood, I'll do this another 40 years, but yeah. but uh, the actresses I've worked with, I've worked with Jennifer Connelly, Margot yeah. Robbie, kathy bates emma stone like my list of actresses is a murderer's row i've been super lucky to work with them and kathy just like all of them kathy is who you hope she is she's super serious on set and loves the craft and is super committed and then offset she's popping bottles of wine and
0: cracking jokes
1: (laughs) and telling you stories from growing up in the south and Wow! You know, she's super cool. You would love her,
0: dude. You made my life by saying that. I'm so glad you said. That.
1: Yeah, you would love her. Yeah, yeah,
0: I'm sure. I'm sure I would. So, what's up with you and like Justin Long? I always see him like commenting on your Instagram. Like he seems very like loving towards you.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, we do love each other. We say okay. a hug goodbye. Um, <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know him personally. I was just a fan from things like dodgeball and. Uh, yeah dodgeball and waiting i've probably seen those movies you know 10 15 times a piece so i got to meet him through sam rockwell who he's very close with uh and we became buddies and i did his podcast and i we thought hear each other on and root each other on and we're gonna hopefully yeah. work together at some point He seems
0: like a huge fan every picture you post he like beats me to a like and i'm like oh wow all right <laughs>
1: very flattered it's cool when people you. Yeah people who you admire their work it's really surreal and fun when when they uh when they hit you back and uh, and become a mutual fan it's pretty weird
0: yeah for sure for sure so just in quarantine and just you in general what what is your favorite type of movie or show to watch and what are you watching right now i always like to ask that
1: i've both in movies and music and tv i try to really switch it up i don't watch watch or listen to one certain thing so mm-hmm. you know the music i consume is spans uh, Run the Jewels, Taylor Swift, Bobby Darren and Frank Sinatra, Lady Gaga, and Foo Fighters. Like, it's all over okay. the place. Uh, and then, you know, movies and TV. You know, for TV binging, I probably am somewhere between watching, like, uh, a show a show like Rectify that's really yeah. serious.
0: Okay. And
1: then I, I can get really into something like Bob's Burgers or Rick and Morty. So, uh, okay. kind of all over the place with that right now my big thing right now is i'm on season two of the americans oh that's um,
0: good i like Amplified. that show i uh, i think i'm like on season five or something but that's good i like i like them
1: matthew reese and carrie russell i had no idea how talented they were i mean i knew yeah. they were good but i i didn't know to what extent and after season one of that show yeah you think carrie and matthew were brilliant you're not watching the show
0: totally and i think it's better now that you can binge it i think when i started it i was having to like watch it every week which gets so hard i don't know like yeah no it's different
1: i prefer the binge week to week i remember doing week to week on lost back when i was in college for about 12 minutes and um (laughs) watching lost every week was so painful because even them cutting the commercial breaks it's like ah what is in the hatch and then, it was, you know, and then the episode's over. It was tough.
0: Things are so different now. Even the other day we were going to watch a movie. My mom's like, what time's it on? And we're like, it's not on at any time, mom. Like, it's literally like it's whenever we want it to be on. Are you kidding? Right. <laughs> yeah, it's so, so funny now. But um, so did the pandemic interrupt anything that you were actually working on? Or did it cause any project that you had coming up to get canceled?
1: Yeah, I won't say what yet, but I was doing, um, I was doing a, bit part on a netflix show as like a okay. guest star and the moment they yelled it's a wrap on my uh, episode or whatever they all the cast and crew all found out that the show had been um put on hiatus because of the pandemic oh. so it was pretty gut-wrenching to watch a bunch like 20 crew members find out they're out of a job at 1 30 in the morning uh, at the exact same time that was pretty Oh, pretty gosh. brutal but um but as far as projects you know there are a million things I'm verbally committed to there's not that much hard evidence commitment yet um yeah. there are two movies I'm signing on to right now this week uh that I'm finalizing but uh I'll kind of let that come out in the the trades yeah yeah
0: for sure it's cool i get it <laughs> but no that's great and i i saw that it's you know la got the green light to start filming again which is pretty cool i guess Right. studio by studio and i also saw that um amc is going to be opening movie theaters july 15th so right. i think there's about 400 or so and i think i'm one of those people that as long as you know things are safe and there's distance and there's masks i'm still gonna go i don't i don't see a problem with that
1: um yeah i think i'm gonna I think i'm gonna wait a titch just to see what the response is you know okay. but um I'm dying to see a, a movie like Tenet or the new Bond film or whatever. There's a, there's yeah. a couple that I'm dying to see that'll be in theaters pretty soon. So yeah.
0: and it's like, like I, you,
1: I'll probably venture over there. It's yeah. you
0: no, know, it's like, it's magical to be in theater. So I'm one of those people. I like yeah. to go see movies alone. And I, my experience in the theaters is just, I just, I need that. I guess I don't, I don't have the same experience on my couch cause I fall asleep. So I'm like, I can't do it. You know? Um, but but yeah, this has been so much fun. Hopefully, I'll get to see you in New York at, at some point for a carpet if they ever come back.
1: Yeah, that would be nice. That will yeah. be nice. Maybe it won't come back for a while, and it'll it'll humble some of us too. Because I know, The Five Bloods dropping on Netflix without a big splashy premiere, a can, a can festival premiere. It was, you know, it was a bummer. We, I, I you know, I want to experience that. Uh, I was supposed to be at Can for Black Klansman may of 2018 but i was right. filming late night the mindy kaling film in new york
0: oh uh, I
1: missed can the first time with my invite and oh. then the second time it got canceled so uh it's not so much can for me as it is can't apparently <laughs> but i hope to go someday and when i do i hope to see you there yeah and
0: it's gonna be it's gonna be worth it when you're finally there i was talking to one of the pr companies the other day and, and they're like you know if you guys get back on red carpets like all the interviewers are gonna have to wear masks, so get ready for that. And that's even crazier to me, where it's like, I think I'd rather do like a junket where you're six feet apart and maybe don't have to wear masks. I don't know. I'm I'm not really sure. But um, but yeah, thank you so much. You're you're so lovely, and um, I'm so glad you're lovely. Okay, guys. That so that be. was Paul Walter Hazard. <laughs> but hey, it's so fun, post, right? I'm sure um, to um, I'm gonna start watching Kingdom on Netflix as well because you know, I've liked everything that Paul's been in. I didn't even bring it up before, but I, Tanya totally forgot about that. He was in that. He had a great role in that, and that movie is amazing. So anyway, thanks for listening. Um, if you like this podcast, don't forget to subscribe and rate on Apple. And if you have any comments or suggestions or whatever, you can email me at lauren at Okay, guys. Until next time, thanks for listening.
1: For listening to Red Carpet Rendezvous. Until next time. We make USAA insurance to help you save. Take advantage of discounts when you cover your home and your ride. Discover how we're helping members save at usaa.com/bundle. Restrictions apply.